Welcome to the Feng Shui Mastery Show, where this session we're going to be looking at the Feng Shui of hotels. Looking at an array of hotels that I've been staying at recently, well within the last six months, in, in and around the world. So it makes for a fascinating insight into the various principles that are being used right across the world and what works and what doesn't work. So here we are looking at a feature which is very prominent in some of the hotels in the Mediterranean. And I had the good fortune of staying in this hotel where in Cyprus where the primary emphasis appeared to be pots. Lots and lots of pots and they had nothing in them. And this feature I began to notice, and here you can see it more and more, um, which really is in stark contrast not only to the um, space around the pots, but also to the architecture above and which borders the pots. And they appear to be st very strategically placed. There's nothing in the pots at all. And when I start to see an awful lo lot of them in and around this particular hotel, began to see that there was a great significance in these pots being empty. It's almost like it's a vessel um, and it's open to being receptive, that it's not overflowing with plants or anything else or water, that they were actually all about space. And you can see this whole hotel, it has a clever use of the space that it, it has been afforded. Um, with various curvatures throughout, not just this corridor, but as you go into the other rooms. And the emphasis was on curves. And even on the floor there, you can see the um, emphasis on the circle. And, you know, you may want to ask yourself, when you see a lot of curves, how does that resonate with yourself inside? How does that make you feel? Say, and then if you compared it to something that was a lot more straight and square-like, actually demands a different kind of response from you. So this was one of the important ideas that I had picked up from travelling was the use of pots. And this is not just in Cyprus but right across all the hotels that I actually stayed in. So that's just emphasising some of the roundedness of the features of that ceiling. So here we are now in a hotel in um, Broome, Western Australia. Once again, the emphasis around this hotel was also pots, but we can see here that with it being the entrance that there is something occupying the pots, as well as the um, deliberate Chinese figures guarding the doors. And this was an amazing hotel because I, as soon as I walked in, I could tell that somebody was very au fait with the Chinese principles of feng shui. Actually a fantastic designed hotel um, because of the features in it. We'll see more of that later on. Here, going back to the hotel in Cyprus, we saw that this was also a very prominent feature throughout all the hotels that stayed in Cyprus. And that was the idea of water and how to shape the water, the momentum of it flowing. Some was much faster than others. Others were more circular, others were more um, dynamic in movement, others were far more still. And it was a fascinating insight into how playing with water 
Um, we know water is synonymous with wealth and also health, but the importance of it flowing and how it flows and the sounds that they make when they are flowing. Back in Old Blighty here, um, this is a hotel I stayed in. Um, it called itself an exclusive Berkshire hotel. So it's set amongst um, a lot of exclusive private residential housing um, in probably one of the most um, affluent boroughs of the country. And once again, another play on water. Um, this feature was quite a distance from the hotel, but once again, a very, very well manicured garden with all kinds of textures and designs which use the backdrop of the space around it and then this prominent water feature and you'll find that a lot of these hotels now in England um, a lot of them were once exclusive private estates belonging to the lords and ladies of the manor and a lot of these estates um, were well endowed with water features up and down the country, not just down in London or outside London, up and down the country. And it is believed that a lot of these water features, the ideas for that came from when the historically the ancestors of these people who own these properties would go to Europe and the Far East and this is what they learned about how to create a fountain um, and because it was such a prominent aspect to Chinese, Japanese, um, Far Eastern cultures that they brought them back from Europe as well, Rome and Italy, you know, parts of Italy and, and France, Versailles, and they set them up in these exclusive estates um, throughout England. There's very few public fountains up and down the country in the UK primarily because they're also seen as places where people can collect and come together and that's an action that's not too prominent in the culture of the country um, coming together um, usually to debate or protest so you'll find most of these fountains are found in private residences and interestingly a lot of them have also gone dry it's almost like the wealth has dried up if you look at the reflection of the empire days that in many ways a lot of these exclusive estates have been now turned into hotels and entertainment channels because they need the income to actually maintain the intense care and attention that these kind of buildings and gardens do require and they're no longer have the sources of, of income coming from abroad so they rely upon a tourist trade so but in this particular instance this one is um, this is being used as a hotel but you can tell that it was a private residence somewhere along the line historically speaking this also was a private residence the Beaumont in Old Windsor um, it's set in the most delightful of grounds was an old school um, at the beginning of the 20th century and there's a, it's got its own chapel but it's really got an exquisite entrance as well um, great play with the flowers, colours, um, very uplifting here we have a really great display of vases at the front 
they're not straight they're actually flowing um, and that continues on that theme into the main entrance but you can see the colors of the trees um, it's actually just a great invitation to move on in where the reception lies just through those doors here we have a hotel um, on a plantation tea plantation in Kerala and this was the honeymoon suite but it's quite interesting to have this circular form of geometrical um, piece of architecture um, you don't often see this kind of shape unless you're looking at some of the Mongolian yurts but um, these were very poignant because they were scattered gently throughout the tea plantation estate and really complemented the colour of the green tea plantations against the terracotta roofs and the white plaster of the building so they really stood out and the features were very prominent and a very beautiful ambiance because of the 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 greenery surrounding it so you may want to ask yourself when you're in a round building how does that make you feel compared to a square how would it feel to you so it's quite an interesting principle of having um, a spherical um, residence and all of these were greeted with lights around them and they, they certainly were attractive with the backdrop of the, the greenery. Once again this comes back to this um, same hotel, the Tea Plantation Hotel, and once again we began to notice the prominence of these large pots. It's almost like saying these pots are saying something um, and at first you don't quite know what they're saying um, but there is a there is a an emptiness to them this pot's got a lid on it so it's almost like you know conserving a feeling of conserving whatever is in it whether that's space or actual things so but it featured very um, dramatically it's a very dramatic statement especially when it's at the front of the reception of this particular hotel then we move on to a very interesting abode um, and here we have a houseboat and these houseboats are very prominent features in um, two main areas within India one is Kerala and the other is in Kashmir I've been to both the houseboats in Kashmir are a lot more decorated in a very Victorian manner um, whether they're still like that or not I don't know because that was 20 years ago this is more recent um, they, were, they tend to be a little bit shabby inside I thought um, the decor needs to be a little bit more contemporary um, but nevertheless the energy the vibrational energy of the houseboat was one of excitement and because also it was passing an awful lot of palm trees palm trees everywhere and um, what we've got the backdrop is a church um, a huge prominence of white um, Catholic church predominantly Catholic churches throughout this particular uh, um, part of India Kerala 
and they appear to be very new, newly built and the decor and the quality of these buildings is a rarity in terms of their modernity and also um, their, their contemporaneous really. So quite an interesting backdrop against the houseboat but once again even if the if the environment is on the water you know you still have an energy within that space so it's about looking at the smells it's about looking at the colors it's about looking at the sounds and ensuring that they also have a vibration which is calibrating with your own energy and that it makes you feel good once again coming back to the Chinese hotel in Broome in Western Australia. Um, these pots were positioned outside a spa and they had water bubbling out of them. So here we have not space in the pots, not any forms in the pots, but we've got water. So we've got space, we've got the pots and we've got the water. And once again, water has a healing, not just it's not just associated with wealth, it has a healing quality to it. So you've got the sounds and the kinesthetic aspects of water and then the grandiosity of the pots. So can you imagine how one feels when one is starting to enter the spa, starting to heal, starting to have space. And these are the two qualities that one would want to be attracted to in terms of relaxing and calming down. So the also the insignificance of three so then we start getting into the whole concept of numbers so the first number is manifestation of something the second is about duality which is the world we live in where everything is the opposite to the other and then we have the three and three is about stabilization it's like the three-legged stool you have sta stabilization of a concept so the, you have the first one which is not particularly steady then the two and then the three which gives it a balance so it's a very large statement here and somebody obviously knows the effects that you want to pull on people so the world is measured in space so what is the space inside the pots and around it and not the pots themselves. So it gets you to look at, you can see the space behind the pots where the squares are cut out. So there's all kinds of dynamics going on when the eye is pulled to the pots and then pulled to the space in the squares behind. And squares also have a, a different effect upon you as opposed to the curves. Remember we were looking at the curves before in the architecture of the of this um, Cypress Hotel. This is this Chinese Feng Shui Hotel again. Once again, very prominent red. Lots of, they've got the dragons at the front, which is all about protection. And you've got the red dynamism leading in through the front door. And when you get to that front door, you've got two large figures guarding it. So it's full of Feng Shui imagery, uh, ideas, concepts lots of green, lots of water at the front as well where um, 
and there is actually an elephant there so when you've got anything like an elephant elephant is trying to solidify um, or make stable one idea or one concept around that area so you might have an elephant with water so you're stabilizing the water element coming through so it, there's, a, there's a lot of esoteric knowledge going on around all this design you've got the square there of the red framing the entrance um, to the eye and and then as you go through you're greeted with a lot of different colors but as you go through the hotel the road is winding it's not it's not so straight as this and you have a clever use of the pots a clever use of the plants and the textures and so on so here's those features sculptures guarding the front entrance come back to here we have on the other part and directly on the other side of the world this is this is um, London City the literally the city this is the financial district um, an amazing hotel here opposite St Paul's Cathedral and we look at the colors they almost the similar colors to the one in Australia that red dynamism red being the dynamic activating color and then you've got the green growing out of that green once again to do with wealth wood growing um, so it's all positive and it attracts the eye now moving on this is a real photograph so if you think wow do we really get blue skies in England yes we do and here this is the evidence but what amazing backdrop with a cutout it looks like a cutout but this is for real and this is where um, the Hammer House of Horror films and series was was filmed but when you get up closer you don't realize that actually you know the architecture of this building is fascinating it's got lots of um, go gurgles and a play there's a play on a lot of the creatures and when you look closer you can see things aren't as perfect as they appear to be and you get this all at the front entrance and it's a fascinating piece of architecture because it's got so much detail in it and whilst there appears not to be the symmetry but when you take a step back you know there is a symmetry running right throughout the building um, once again these are the kind of fountains you'll see throughout the larger states not just in England but in France and Italy Spain these are the symbols of wealth remember that these all these countries have gone out and conquered other parts of the world and come back with the the booty so to speak and have copied the ideas and a lot of those ideas were associated with water wealth health well-being unfortunately the ones in England have seemed to have gone dry <laughs> here's a hotel stayed at in the coast in India they had an infinity pool and this hotel had a beautiful vibration to it and um, this was their feature uh, they had looked after it reasonably well 
um, and the entrance to this hotel was um, populated with various Buddha and Hindu symbols um, but the flow seemed to kind of come through from the entrance to the restaurant and then out to the pool so very well done really and this was the five star hotel so let's end there on infinity so that's my 14 slides around the world looking at the feng shui principles of various hotels and how they affect us internally